This week on This Galarian Life, the party gets a fun surprise. What? No! You were supposed. Why'd you use that bathroom, you bitch? And it's time for a little bit of introspection. Given that information, can I assume he doesn't have a whole ton of human blood? That's my character arc. Meanwhile, the bad company stumbles onto some hallowed ground. This place is mildly haunted. Probably should have led with that, Padre. <laughs> As the mysteries of the universe begin to unfurl. Trust your instincts. You're almost there. I need you. I need you to keep going. Will they learn greater truths about themselves than they could have possibly imagined? Listen to find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to This Galarian Life. I hope you all are having an excellent day, an excellent week, as November approaches a happy holiday season. We don't really have a lot to announce or say this week, so I just kind of wanted to check in on all of you. You all have made this process of making this show so great. I just hope you all are feeling as good as we are, and if not, I hope things turn around. If you want to make things turn around, drop us a message, shoot us a tweet, check out our Facebook, our Instagram, all those other cool places. Send us an email, we'll get back to you. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you could get your name in an episode. A special greeting from the character of your choice. And we've just introduced five more, so that might be exciting for you But other than that, just the normal boring upkeep stuff like review us that kind of stuff but really we don't have anything super exciting this week so just go out there live your best life and we'll jump right into the episode presenting episode 149 the frog gun sound is our claim to flame if, if there is one person who understands the plight of the charlie it would be a charlie himself and in this week's case we find ourselves in the office laboratory home of none other than psychic charlie psychic charlie is one of the first charlies to have come to the realization that there are in fact other charlies that span time and space and maybe charlie other verse. dimensions the charlie Instead of Rick and Morty, it's Charlie and Charlie. Oh, it's God. funny that we have a Council of Gorgoogs that's not ca- canon, but also a whole bunch of Charlies that are. Uh, so, so Psychic Charlie has is one of the first to realize that there are other char- Charlies that span space, time, perhaps other dimensions, and he is undergoing an experiment where he has decided to create a mindscape, which I know has come up several times in the main plot of the show, or at least once, and he jumps in to try to find if he can somehow reach another Charlie or uh, figure some stuff out. So he jumps in, and for a while his his mind is like kind of like doing laps around itself almost. Uh, he knows he's like not in a real place, but like the real real life and like the fantasy world he's created as kind of are kind of crossing over um but eventually he is able to find another charlie uh younger charlie maybe 14 15 uh, and as soon as he discovers this charlie his his mind kind of gets overtaken and he's sucked into into the young charlie uh, almost immediately after after their minds meld, Charlie, young Charlie's house is hit by a terrible disaster. They're trapped in some kind of like a, a mudslide kind of deal. Um, he and it's like almost like immediately after he jumps in, so he feels wood and stone crash across his body and he opens his eyes and then it, like time jumps by, and because of the 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 disaster, the family is now without a real home like they had before. Uh, they're exceedingly poor because they lost everything they had. 
Um, Charlie's a little older, working age. Keeps going. He keeps working. Never Is he asks. a poor boy from a poor family? <laughs> Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> and right, right when Lucy says that, there's an earthquake. Oh, God. The, mines, the mindscape begins, begins to crumble, and there's this massive green pop. Psychic Charlie wakes up back in his laboratory, and he hears a voice in his head. Uh, first one saying, is he just a poor boy from a poor family? And then another voice. And that voice says, trust your instincts. You're almost there. I need you. I need you to keep going. Keep digging. Trust. We fade to black. And this time it's not black as if we're cutting scenes. It's black because that's all there is in space. Grover's body floats helplessly through the vacuum and he's almost dead for the several thousandth time in a row but this time his body shudders um and his eyes open to whatever extent they can he's very weak but a small smile crosses his face and he says trust your instincts so we find ourselves back at gina's house Eleanor and Teresia are coming back from the balcony. Uh, I don't know. You all are probably just hanging out talking to Gina. Uh, Cyrix slips away. Gina, could I have a cigarette, please? I suppose. They're in the kitchen drawer. I've been trying to quit. Well, well, I don't want to... I don't want to force that. I'll just leave them in there. I do appreciate you trying to quit. Especially with everything going on, you know, the hole in the ceiling. Well, you see, no, it's more out of a um, fear than, uh, you know, trying to make my life better. Um, So I was smoking the other day while I was preparing my my daily bombs and (laughs) the the hairspray that I use is apparently very flammable. Oh, no. (laughs) Finally snuck up on you, huh? You know, it it happens. <laughs> is this a wig then? Oh wait, you're an alchemist. You can just... You know, I was able to repair the damage, but it was very traumatic for me. I see. After, after Gina says that, you all notice she is in fact missing an arm. <laughs> oh, that's what that... I get it now. I, I, I just didn't notice it before. It would have been so funny, Zane, if you would have been like, no, that's unrelated. <laughs> See, I'm missing the eyebrow because of the that act. <clears throat> the arm is from something totally different. <laughs> well, well, you all are, are just talking about uh, vestigial arms and whatnot. Uh, you hear a Cyrix shriek from another part of the house. Ah! What the fuck? Okay. And I just uh, go ahead and grab like people next to me and teleport inside. Hold on, sister. My herald sense is tingling. <laughs> You're going to teleport from the living room to the bathroom? Yes. The element of surprise is always valuable. Um, it's definitely Laura and, uh, unless you went to Gina and Cyrix in the same room, <laughs> or Teresha. Hold, I mean... on, hold on. Roll, roll for accuracy, Lucy, because I'm not sure you're familiar it's with It's a dimension you. door. Dimension oh, door is okay. good. Uh, Gina, you're, uh, as as soon as you realize what's going on, as soon as you see the scene before your eyes, uh, you are incredibly angry because he said he was going to be out this morning. I don't think Penny really knows what's going on. Teresia, just barely. Uh, but Cyrix and Laura, why is Truxton passed out in the bathtub? What the fuck? I literally buried his body. I was there too. I made sure he died. Gina! Gina! Why the fuck is your nephew alive? What? No! You were supposed. Why'd you use that bathroom, you bitch? Wait, is he alive? Like, Laura gives him a kick. Ah! You don't remember any of these people, obviously. Uh, Just all of a sudden, five people are in the bathroom staring at you and one kicks you. Uh, one that looks incredibly kick. fat to you. Hey! 
Uh, Gina rushes God into the bathroom and starts like I should have snapped slapping neck. Starts like <laughs> slapping Truxton upside the head. I told you were supposed to be gone this morning. Why the fuck did you stick around? What do you mean? Why did I stick around? You saw what I was doing last night. Wait, why are you trying to hide Truxton from us? I think you know why, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> because I mostly, it's still it's still a little suspicious. Now, why? Uh, Gina's eyes are kind of darting from the group to Truxton and back again. She, also, uh, how the hell did you get back alive? One at a time, Gina. What the hell are you talking about? She kind of lowers her voice, trying to keep Truxton from hearing. He doesn't remember anything. Ah. Uh. He showed up on my doorstep one night. It was like he, you know, like he he left a long time ago. It was like he'd come back a day later, you know? What's your name? Laura, you said? No, you don't know my name. Oh, well, go ahead and say it then. Don't worry about it. I think I was oh, right. Oh, her, her name is Laura. Come on. Anyway, uh, now listen. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember shit. I don't remember you, that's for sure. And I would remember you because you'd be taking up half the space in my brain. I'll give Get her it? another kick. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> I think he is awake, Laura. What? Let me check again. <laughs> I just fucking people's elbow him in the bathtub. Laura, I mean, look, it's understandable that you, you're doing this, but I, I do think there are more pressing questions and issues than... Like what, Gina? Like me unaliving him. I'm serious. Oh, fuck. I'm going to unalive your nephew again. You're acting like the sky is falling. Well, Truxton Pendleton, but, you know, it Harold is Meriden is alive again. Oh, goodness. I did forget he was a Herald, isn't he? And he doesn't remember being a Herald, does he? Well, you know, we're about do to. you know who Aridin is, Truxton? Oh, oh. Arid, I don't think he knew that before. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't really care about celebrities. Do you remember me, Siren? No. I can assure you, young rogue, that I saw you die, not but... Oh, how many months ago would that be now, Dungeon Master? Who knows? Yeah, I know. Everybody's telling me that. It's not a shock to me. You want to see how it happened? No. Well, and yeah, memory, a little bit. Right? I can share the memory right now. Whoa. Touch touch my hand. And I kick him in the balls. You kicked him. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. Are you trying to no. resist? No, Druxton. No, Jeff. Truxton kicks you, the player, in the balls. Oh fuck! I mean, hold—it's a touch spell, so I, I think that counts as contact. Yeah, that was—that was the joke I was gonna make. You beat me to it. <laughs> All right. So a, as your foot kicks to region, you uh, get a vivid one-minute min, minute memory of your death to the hands of robot throwing bobs. It's very cold, and you keep thinking I shouldn't cast energy resistance. It wouldn't do anything. <laughs> do I see any of them? You see all, well, you see everybody who was in that party at the time, so you see, yeah, yeah you see Penny, you see nope. Laura. Nope. You see everybody but Penny, uh, and there's a a uh, blonde-headed, uh, heavily armored gentleman wielding a glaive hmm. who isn't currently in the room. Well. Oh, shit, who was that guy? The blonde guy. Oh, that's uh, Penny's was... strange husband. Oh, oh, yes, he's dead. Rest in piss. Uh, well, oh, we'll see for how long, husband? I guess. It's strange. <laughs> oh. And you want to talk shit about Tony? Yes, Tony's alive and still a horrible husband. Why are we so upset about this? A herald's come back to life. Truxton, would you like to join me for, for a pierogi? Because he's an absolute little piece of shit. I'm pretty neutral on pierogies. Oh, you haven't tried these. <laughs> All right, well, try I, anything once. You should try them. There's something in there that's quite good. No, because that Charlie's dead. We don't know that. It's a family recipe. We fucking watched him die. Truxton's not related. Is that why Gina got along with Charlie so well? There was a secret familial connection. <clears throat> At that very moment, um, Navi walks through the door. No. No, I'm kidding. That would be a fun At that night. very moment, we cut to the afterlife as Gregor Pendleton sits like Gendo Ikari from Evangelion. Oh, look, Cordy. Uh, so, how... Well, look, I mean, I guess this isn't too surprising to me. I figured something was up, but I, I don't know. I don't remember shit other than, you know, or any anything about what my current situation is anyway. I'm fine. Yeah, well, it's pretty dude's rock of you, you know? You, you got fucking murdered by ice bombs. You just reawaken a back alley, start hanging out with your aunt. Yeah, like, you know, crazy how the world works. What? I'm given- really going back to hard drugs. 
<laughs> uh, given uh, Teresia's mission, uh, initial mission at least, uh, how, how are you taking this news, Teresia? Oh, this is awful. Okay, I've already got one Herald hellbent on killing themselves. And now hey. I've got trust. <laughs> Although we had limited interactions, from that interaction and all stories <laughs> I've heard, I'm even more concerned. It literally involved if him I killing thought, himself. If, yeah, if I thought fucking Sirix was like a bohemian layabout, this is this is the fucking up to eleven. <laughs> this is, this is uh, bad. Truxton, what's the last thing you remember happening before you woke up here? Uh, I think it was an episode like 139. Just go back and listen to that. Okay. Uh, that, Teresia, uh, Teresia pulls out her iPad, her iPod. <laughs> iPad. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, who the fuck you know, has an iPod? I just sort of remember, uh, I don't know, I was just going about my normal life. And uh, festival was coming up out in that one city that I'm from. Oh, you were destined to win the herb naming contest, I believe. Oh, well, that's nice, did I? Oh, I, I didn't have that in my notes. You all don't remember these things. <laughs> well, this is all great. Um, any other... Any other questions y'all have for me? Because oh. you know, you've got about 30 more minutes of consciousness. Do you want to help us investigate a murder? No. What if I told you that there might be money involved? No. A lot I'm living with my aunt. What do I need money for? You That's owe a- me. All right. Leader, you son of a bitch. You have borrowed <laughs> money off my. This yeah. layabout is literally not worth it. I don't know about that, Laura. Okay, hold on. He is my nephew. He's a piece of shit, but he is my nephew. And I think he's a charming little rogue who could be useful on our adventure. Okay, let's he's not, not get too spicy now. He's not charming, and a rogue would imply that he's competent. Ooh, okay, well, Truxton was, a wow. little, Truxton was kind of competent a few times. He literally threatened to sell us out to the Iron Fang multiple times. That's a joke. Yes. You just do not understand humor because you're, well... I like how you don't remember, and yet you're still defending yourself. <laughs> I just in the way I just, that you would. Oh uh, no, I'm saying that because I know whatever I was saying there, it was a joke. I don't sell it, my friends. I never flipped once in my entire career. Uh, I guess you could call it a career. Yeah, uh, I believe that. Serious. Oh yes, are you in, are you in, are you in the family business? And I look at Gina. No, I'm in my own business. Is it? Is it? Right is it, now, business is it the same genre? And right now, business is failing. Well, you say that again. Anyway. Right now, business is failing. Tell me about this murder mystery. Do you have any other questions? Uh, wealthy half-elf samurai was murdered recently. All right. And the man partially involved, we believe, is a rival mafioso. Do I have that right so far, Gino? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. You know, you missed the part about the sky falling down, but... That doesn't matter. What a cavalier. I believe he's a multi-class. He was broken or some shit, as I recall. No, that was his person. His name was Charlie, but not the one that made the Kumpa rope. Yes, he also dies and gets reborn. Although, he seems to not recall his past lives. Okay. Don't worry about that part. The The point is... <laughs> and ignore what I said about the Kumpa <laughs> The point is, we believe a wealth, the, one of the wealthiest families in Kragadon is responsible. Oh, hey, uh, do you guys have any swords lying around? <laughs> Oh, I do. Oh, for the love of God, don't tell me you're connected to this stupid prophecy, too. He's a herald, Laura. Yeah, but he died, so he isn't anymore. That's not how that works, Laura. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm, no. what, I'm what they said. Hi, I'm my name is... Guys. Even the heralds that have died are still kind of alive? Can, can I just please go and resurrect the other two? I'm tired of getting half of this story. No offense... Cyrix, but you're not exactly an academic that can explain these fundamentals. Teresia, you're too zealous yeah, for an leave that to me. And uh, you're an idiot. I don't know about that. Street but a, a lovable idiot. Street smarts. You asked about the swords. Yeah. Do you have one of the stupid prophesy swords? No. Why'd you ask about it? Well, there you have it. Well, I'm saying I, I need a sword. Wait, don't you guys have it? Yes. Okay, well, can I have it? Uh, no. No. Shut up, Laura. Hold on, he is a herald, perhaps. Hold on, yeah. I'm going on this stupid adventure with you guys. Yeah. Is he? Oh. I'm the trucks on this one. Absolutely not, Therese. You're blinded by your zealousness. 
Why do you okay. think you need a sword? Did, didn't you just gain your memories like five seconds ago, supposedly? Hold on. I no, man, I just got this weird voice in my head that said, ask about a sword. So I did. Well, well I didn't mean for you to ask about it. Well, hold on. I have a crossbow oh. with a knife on it. Will this suffice? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Hey, it's, that's a masterwork knife, my friend. <laughs> it's not even a bayonet. It's just a masterwork dagger. It's just taped on there. With ma- masterwork duct tape. You know, I always wanted to do that. I never got a chance to, but... Would the equivalent just be Sovereign glue? No, it's it's just Gorilla Tape. Oh. It's just, there's just a piece of... And by the way, by the way, Eames, that was a funny little line you threw in there. Me yeah, too, I agree, that was good. That was funny. Um, I wanted you to know you were heard and you were appreciated. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got something for you guys, here. You're not going to give me a sword, well I guess, I, I guess I'll just have to give you one for some reason. Here you go. Oh, you're, tra- you're trading it for the crossbow. Yeah. Let me see the, Let me see this thing. What is it to I grab the sword. Does anything happen? No, I hand it to you. Oh, very good. Uh, you turn into a ghost. Well, it appears to be magical. I'm now ethereal. <laughs> no, I was kidding. That didn't happen. You just feel like a dumb bitch for falling for it, though. Mm-hmm. Does, does, does anything happen at all when I hand it over? When I touch it? Uh, no. Uh, this sword is... It has like greenish hues to it, I guess, and like uh, vine patterns uh, wrapped around the hilt. But uh, upon closer examination, the thorns from the vines uh, don't actually seem to be thorns at all. More like like wolf fang. And, but that, that part's just decorative, I suppose. Well, Penny, it hasn't reacted negatively to me. Perhaps if you let you examine it with your arcane know-how. Uh, Penny no, waves was... her finger around and lays it on top of the sword, and I activate my ability. Uh, artifact. Oh, it's an artifact. Um, it has auras of, well, everything like the other sword. It, uh, the magic's interesting. It's a little more wild, but a little angry as well. Uh, That's the best I got, unless in in your in your head, Penny and Penny only. You hear, you gotta keep that thing safe. We jump into the past. Let's see. Last week, bad company. You all met up with a circus, had a lovely dinner ate some spicy pickles, uh, a lot of flipping off of the poor circus leader, uh, who may or may not actually be the leader. And uh, you all just absolutely destroyed a uh, challenge rating uh, two above your actual challenge rating monster uh, in one round that I had maximized and doubled the health. Is Gorgug's uncle still here? I want to tell him about this. Uh, He is, but you don't know him. Damn it. Yeah, we, we uh, nuked that poor giant. Well. Uh, yeah. And then Eames was very kind enough to put up the little uh, little sanctuary so that after the battle you all could vibe and de-stress. I call it the Bohemian Grove. <laughs> if I want toasted mangoes as I pull a fruit from the tree. So, uh, you all defeated the, uh, the giant and... Uh, I think you all need to negotiate how much you get paid for. Money's not important. Oh, I don't know about that. You all really killed it in six seconds, not three. I was getting a little worried when you all delayed your turn, but well, good job. Would you like some roasted giant? I'll pass, but thank you. There's such a thing. Let me teach you a little lesson here. It's about patience. All right. Oh, yeah. How is the cow doing? When my daddy, when I was young, when I, hold on, let's not interrupt. Yeah, he's uh, Mr. Cragadon. Go on, sir. Yes, when I was young, and I wanted a, an, an allowance, my daddy made me wait for that. I had a I had a meager allowance of uh, thirty rubles. This was back when we were living. This was pre, you know, us becoming the Cragadons and building the city. Uh, how old's the city again? <laughs> About five thousand years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was like six thousand years ago. You the see? caravan leader looks very concerned to all of you. And. Well, what happened was, so he made me, again, I only had 30 ruples a week, and I had said, Daddy, that is not enough to do hardly anything. That's barely enough to buy a slave. He made me wait. He made me wait for almost 
six months of me doing hard labor, taking out the trash, things of that nature, not doing the dishes. I didn't want to get my hands dirty, but we, you know, I worked very hard for that money. And so I, what were we talking about again? You said I didn't work hard for my money, right? Pay us what you will, but we need the bone stone. Right. It's not much, but a hundred gold each for your trouble. And then you want the bone stone. Bone stone. Well, I will be honest with you. Uh, she does have a two-day or a day head start on you. She left us uh, right whenever we uh, got here, and you all arrived about a day later. Well, we best be quick then. Doesn't a dwarf have a lower base movement speed? In theory, but they've got a great constitution. They're kind of like orcs. Oh. They can hit that low jog and just keep going. Constitution, you say? <laughs> I have heard that uh, certain kineticists have a, uh, a most hardy uh, body. Don't presume to know me, but you are correct. I mean, I saw you putting away that ale slash Mountain Dew. Uh, but uh, if you'd like, um, I do also know where she was heading. There's a uh, old temple uh, run by an old man who's a friend of mine. She was going to uh, take some shelter there, lay low for a while and then hopefully disappear into the hills and make her way back to Dragadon. Uh, if you travel with us tomorrow, I'll point you down the right path whenever we come to it. In the meantime, I, I do believe you all deserve some more uh, libations for the slaying of the giant. I think we go. I think we take this money right now, and we need two horses and a carriage. We have the gold for it, thanks to you. Yeah, I'll go by. Uh, now I, I can steal. I can probably do a horse, but we don't really have spare carriages. We weren't going to ask. Well, why don't the men in the group build it? Is there a town nearby? Well, you can head back towards the capital and you'd run into something. Otherwise, we've got about a day before. Fuck it. Let's all just buy a horse. Oh, hell, we only need to buy four horses. We got a cat. Am I right to assume that we would have to go out of our way to get to a town? Yes. And he's saying he could sell you horses, but he, he doesn't have a cart to sell. How many horses? What do you need for? Yeah. No. I, I will ride on. And then I pat the cat's ear. <laughs> sure, what was the name of the cat? It was something adorable. <clears throat> Tim Tam. As it purrs, like the pebbles under its feet are vibrating out. It's true. I like tossing It's terrifying, a, but beautiful. So three horses. Jerkied. Where the fuck? <laughs> Why do you have that in your trail rations? It's Tintang's favorite snack. Interesting. Well, I mean, it is a big Chicken cat. Diet. Ah, now do you make sure to give that cat filtered water? Well, um, if you're intent on leaving right now, let's go get you those horses. Boy, do, do, with do, do, our do, do, skill do. checks, I wonder if any of us took animal handling. It's fine, it's trained. Or a ride. Hey, uh, fuck it. What's a little exhaustion? Uh, I should have put one point in ride. You never know. How much is a fucking light horse? 75 gold. Oof. Now, hold on. We could go for ponies for 30. Mm. Now, I would be worried about the pony that you'd be riding on. It'll be fine. Oh, God. Why are there so many tokens? All right. Well, he is nice, and he sells you uh, half-price ponies. 15 gold each. You're buying three. So, you know, it's a good thing you just made some money. Well, shit, if we're buying ponies, we might as well go combat trained, huh? Yes, this this is our finest war-trained pony. Actually, Gatan, for, despite the fact that he's a big guy, is actually... Very lightweight because he has no gear. His his items is a studded leather armor and a fucking wayfinder with an ion stone inside it. So so you make your purchases, you gather up what little belongings you had, and uh, you set out on the road. <coughs> Clippity clop. You get a few goodbyes, and there's a few confused stares as people are like, "Who the hell were those people?" Uh, but they seem nice, and they killed the giant. So uh, I won't really make you roll handle animal or ride unless you're intending to. Uh, do some crazy shit. As we're leaving, Mub says, uh, they're not going to survive much longer. They can't defend themselves. They'll be fine. They just couldn't defend themselves against the Challenge Rating 12 thing. <clears throat> In this world, you either burn or get burned. I have a way to help them before we go. I, I find one of them with a, a rusted dagger, and upon the dagger I cast lead blades. That should get them through the night. Oh, gee, thanks. How many hours does that last? <laughs> oh, it's minutes. <laughs> he just starts stabbing all the bags. Seems like a waste. Why not? Does one d six instead of one d four now? Imagine if someone cast that on like your cooking knife and you're trying to cut a carrot and you just fucking went through the the cutting board. 
Cut your hand off. Oopsie. Right, so uh, it is the middle of the night, uh, so it's a little dark. Uh, do Hop Goblin, do y'all got dark vision? Yes. Beautiful. Your horses don't, but I imagine you kind of keep them on the path. Oh, it does. I could, I could just keep hurling fire blast 120 feet in front of us. <laughs> You're just fucking using flares. I'm just I want to stay subtle. Inhale and every exhale. Boom. Boom. Mean. Meanwhile, a, a day ahead of you all, talking to me to Bonestone, turns around and sees just fireballs shooting up into the sky. The largest forest fire in Nirmathas history. Oh no. <laughs> You're all technically in Malthoon still. Perfect. Fuck em. Uh You do all note something strange on the way there. It looks like there's a, a small tree that it looks like someone just ran into it. Ha <laughs> ha! Callback! Hmm. Looks like some asshole tried to run over this tree and got owned. I don't know. I think he was probably cool. Yep. Y'all just want to ever buy a farm and settle down. No. Yeah, me neither. I haven't got a farm in the family. Mm-hmm. What do you raise on that farm? Flies? Rabbits. Rabbits, George. It's a fully vegan farm. <laughs> Alfalfa. Oh, you do that You do that farm-to-table thing? Farm-to-table is... So wonderful. Impractical, but it is wonderful. And I think it's so nice that you are, you know, continuing that tradition even at probably a cost to you personally. Uh, Three-Eyed Jimmy just kind of spits on the ground. <laughs> just do so much dip. So much chewing tobacco. That's chewing flies, remember? <laughs> That's right. All right. Making your way down the darkened roads, you ride till dawn uh, with some instructions from... Uh, the leader, uh, could I get survival checks? Oh, yes. I mean, not for me. That's a bad idea. My rolled a 15. 33. Holy shit. Thanks to Elric and Shurg. Well, like I said, thanks to uh, Gittin, Elric, and Shurg, and the instructions from the leader, you're able to spot the little turnoff that he was suggesting by about uh, mid-morning the next day. Uh, it starts off, uh, the road is... Uh, you know, a, a well-traveled road in Malthoon, uh, lawful evil country, so it's it's a pretty good road. Uh, the little thing that you're suggesting off is slightly above a trail, it looks like. There was definitely a road or a, a path here a while ago, but there's lots of grass grown over by this point. <clears throat> and the trees and forests seem to be trying to reclaim it. Uh, you do note it is uh, heading... Uh, you've been heading north. Uh, this kind of heads north uh, east which is technically away from Kragadon, but it's just a, it looks like it's heading off into the hills. And uh, could I get another survival check? Why are you rolling knowledge, Nick? It's all I got. Deal with it. At 26. Expert tracking skills of Shurg and uh, Tim Tam. You follow the, follow the trail. And uh, as you're heading up the hills, uh, you do spot on the top of one a old stone structure. Uh, Presumably the old temple that the uh, leader spoke of. Uh, it's hard to tell from here, but it does look very old and uh, pretty run down, honestly. Like, it doesn't look like there's much going on. There's a, a single thin plume of smoke coming from a chimney, but that's about it. Uh, but, uh, that smoke there is from another door. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, three Jimmy. Continuing down this path, uh, now that you've kind of spotted where you're going, it's about just just afternoon as you uh, are cresting up uh, the path and you turn and you're at the front entrance of this temple, essentially. There's like a good solid uh, 50 feet of just kind of open terrain. It looks like a, uh, a uh, kind of open front yard. Um, it's kind of oddly decorated. Could I get knowledge religion checks? <laughs> That's a two there. Is the master? No. I don't think they're a holy frog. <clears throat> I ain't got nothing. All right. Well, thank you, Elrak, for spotting. Uh, this is uh, a temple of Irori. You can see uh, there's a little uh, reflecting pond that's uh, got a. Uh, statue of Irori and some meditation areas and it looks like this yard is very well maintained uh, there's like a little area to practice uh, martial arts or yoga 
and there's a very nice Zen garden. What do we know of this god? Thalos uh, Lamashtu. Uh, Arori is a lawful, neutral god of knowledge nerd. and uh, physical perfection. Self-perfection. Chad nerd, Sigma male god. Self-perfection is more just... than just the physical. It's also the mental and the emotional and the spiritual and the financial. Not up, goblin. Psychosexual. That's why I want to talk to you about this Tupperware. <laughs> Lucy, you can't just say things. Please. Jeff, also, you can't just say things. What? I can't say Sigma male. No. That's kind of fucked up, William. Yeah. It's like straight This is kinetophobic. This is... It's basically misandry, and we don't stand for misandry on this podcast. No, oh, I disagree about, about that one, but... I'm more about Sugma. Who <laughs> is Dr. Sugma? Who Sugma the fuck is Mark Zucker? Bitch! <laughs> Jesus. All right, well, you stand before the temple debating among yourselves whether uh, this is a temple of Sugma or uh, a temple Ligma of Mosh or... uh, You're standing in front of the temple... Uh, debating amongst yourselves uh, who Irori was, uh, whether he's related to Lamash to. And as you're having this discussion, uh, the front door to the gate opens and a older man with a long white beard comes down to his chest and his hair looks like it was probably buzz cut and shaved a couple months ago or like several months ago and it's just now starting to grow back like a little fuzz, but he hasn't really uh, shaved oh, it again. It's Pi May from Kill Bill. And he uh, he steps out. No, he doesn't have. He has a full beard. It isn't one of those uh, a Fu Manchu, if you will. That must be Tugna being a bone stone. Let's get him. Dwarf beard, perfect. We got it. <laughs> he does appear to be human. Even worse. Uh, he, he closes the gate behind him, and he uh, he kind of just slowly walks over to uh, the little meditation area. Uh, he has a, a walking stick. He's just kind of slowly walking over there. He doesn't seem to have noticed you. Oh, hello. I have guests. I uh, I guess Gatun walks over and puts his fist together and does a, a respectful martial arts bow. <laughs> master, master, we come seeking a dwarf by the name Bonestone. Can you Bonestone. aid us in the search? Dwarf. I might have heard of someone like that. Um, would you all care to sit? By all means. <laughs> And I uh, get off the after sitting on the cat. I get off and go sit on one of his chairs. I are crisscross applesauce. He doesn't really have chairs; they're like little mats. All right, then I'll kind of crawl onto the mat and sit on it while on all fours, kind of like chewing on it, chewing on it. (laughs) No, I'm chewing on some of the dried kidney. Is there like a tree nearby? Uh, there is, uh, by the little pool. Uh, Jimmy balances on the side of the tree. By the way, well, while, I'm, while I'm here talking to this master, give, let me give him the old up down. How jacked is this guy? Uh, he doesn't have appear to have a lot of bulk, uh, but I, you probably guess he's got like a, a two percent body fat. Like he's he is body incredibly fat. lean. Like he, this, he doesn't have a high strength score, but he's got like a really high dex. By God, uh, given that information, can I assume he doesn't have a whole ton of human blood? That's my character arc. <laughs> that is your character. Uh, you would assume that he all he has a he runs bare minimum blood for maximum efficiency because his body is so perfected. He's built like so so it's a uh, it's not exactly a lot of blood, but it's very high quality. You see? Huh? I'm intrigued. You can keep going. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that I. He's built like me. Fucking twenty four con twenty or twenty four decks twenty con. <laughs> and uh Elric, what are you doing? You have been invited to sit. Oh, um well, I don't that chair doesn't look very soft and you know, I'll just stand. Do as you wish. My daddy so. is a is crocodile, by the way, Mr. Crocodile. Is that so? Yes. I'm also the... I'm also uh one quarter Cherokee. Ah. An interesting lineage you have. I drove through the reservation once, and that's how I know. And tell me of yourselves, Mr. Gitan. Yes. Gitan Ashkin. We are on a regular core of the Iron Fang Legion. We come seeking information for the preservation of our people. This Bonestone character. And I should mention now that we truly do mean her no ill. 
has knowledge that pertains to our cause. She too was betrayed by Malthuni dogs. Ah, yes, Malthun. They have interesting ways going about things. They have a bit of a cruel streak. They're warriors with no honor, and thus are not deserving of respect in my eyes. Mm. And you, my friend with the near the tree? Mm-hmm. And, um, I kill for money. Mm-hmm. Kill for money is a dangerous occupation. But again, you all are the Iron Fang. What a an irregular. That's some kind of mercenary group. Yeah. We were formerly under the yoke of Malthun after the Goblin Blood Wars, but that is coming to an end. We strike for our own land. We need our own place. For too long, our people have been tools or looked down upon. It is important for one to find their own way. And you, my small friend... Mub. Mub. I sense that you might have key points about you. Oh, shit, detect monk. (laughs) I can just... Oh, this! And I'll disappear. Oh. And I'll appear behind him. Can I I have your king? I do need it, but I'm sure I can find you a stick of similar length. I kind of nod. And you, the one who's still on the cat? Let me tell you about my character arc. Please do. Tell me of your arc and your path and your life. I hope it doesn't involve human blood. Seek human blood. (laughs) He casts banishment on you. Stay. But the cat... <laughs> the cat stands up on its hind legs. Finally, I'm free. <laughs> Is he gonna ask why? Why? Foodstuffs. Foodstuffs. Mm. No, I'm kidding. Look, I. It feels peaceful here. I, I feel like I can finally be open about who I am. I don't. Uh, that's the rock. You're wrong. I, I don't see any human blood. I seek one drop of human blood. One drop? You see, my mother died when I was very young. If I can find a drop of her blood, I can bring her back for just a few minutes. This is my character, Mark. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) See, I was good all along. Hmm. I just want to see my mama and tell her goodbye. And I've been using this cat as a substitute. Sure, you have to learn how to let go. What do you know about letting go? Well, I've let go of a lot. And I've known people who've had to give up a lot. You see this temple here? It didn't always used to be a temple to... Wait, you don't see it. He's a trickster. He has light sensitivity. He's a deep hobgoblin. All right, what did you do to me? Did you cast a damn spell again? (laughs) Why can't I hear either? Is he okay? No. None what of us are. That's the gimmick. And uh, we all like do a little dance and sing. <laughs> you, all sing dance. you all sing Bad Company to its entirety. <laughs> Alright, we'll just edit that in at some point. I'll just I'll, I'll do the, I'll, I'll, I'll get a Boomhauer singing voice for it specifically. <laughs> company. And I'll play percussion. Is that just going to be slamming on your desk? Yeah, and it's not out of the beat or anything. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, we'll just imagine that happening and laugh at it being funny there. That way I don't have to do it. Very well. Well, to return to the exposition I was going to dump on you all. You see, this temple wasn't always a temple of Iori. It was originally a temple of Eridan. And about a century or so ago, whenever Eridan died, the aesthetic monks who lived here had to grieve and move on from the loss of their god. And much like they gave up, and or didn't give up, but accepted their god's death, you need to accept your mother's death. Also, I'm like a level 20 cleric, so if you want me to cast Commune with Dead, I can do that for you. Complete your character act like right now. Ah, sure. Sure, Will, let's do that. <laughs> I, I would love that, actually. Well, we'll get to that. Hopefully I don't die anytime soon. 
Holy shit, can we come back to this person, Derek, <laughs> after our party's combined and we just have a 20th level cleric entertainer? If he doesn't die. Yeah, but it's like a lawful neutral cleric. There's no fun there. But you can pay him. With human blood, it, it's a circle. It's a cycle. It's not a circle. It's not human a circle. Human blood, bad drink. It's like alcohol for humans, but for goblins. My mother's name was Benny. My putter's Brother! <laughs> Is your mother's name Martha, too? And I'm your father, my god. What? Thank you, strange man. You've made us a family. We won't do bad anymore. Uh, very good. If you all could please go <laughs> in the temple, and we'll just complete everyone's arc right now. I had another session planned, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I've been looking for something that I didn't need to be looking for. Maybe it'll come in its own time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> come. You said I like to sprinkle those in. That's my new character arc. Mmm. You're growing as a person. You complete. You're about to complete one, and you're going to move on to another. Maybe, maybe Tim Tam is enough, and maybe, maybe these people with me now are just a little bit extra. Huh. I've been described as extra before. <laughs> yeah, by Tim Tam. Mm-hmm. Do you use commune with animals to talk to Tim Tam, or do you just assign that to Tim Tam? I just assume. I see. Tim Tam, is this true? I see. Tim Tam kind of pushes me off and then does that weird sitting thing where he has to start licking his asshole. <laughs> But He's you, got his that, legs straight just, up. Just, you, just this asshole, yeah, this asshole is the size of our goblin. That means he likes you. Ah. I think. Hmm. Yes, I never was one for handling or communing with beasts, but I always respected them. And he, then he jumps up and just stares at the distance for mm-hmm. like a solid straight minute and then just goes back to licking himself. That was interesting. I wonder Ghost. what he saw. Ghost? Ghost? This place is mildly haunted. Probably should have led with that, Padre. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck you. If you have a ghost problem, I have a fire. It's, it's not really a ghost problem. It's, it's just kind of the lingering spirits and memories of some of the priests who were here. My, uh, I was left here as a young boy. Uh, an orphan, and all the priests here were kind of in transition from one god to another, and they found Iori, another god of knowledge. In the meantime, I think it would be good for you all to come inside. You all look tired from travel. Okay. I can't. I can't provide much. But it's actually it's never simple. good to come inside. We have an overpopulation problem as it is. Agreed. I wouldn't know. I'm an ascetic monk. I'm sorry. You're the first woman I've ever seen. I, I can help the priest with his little uh, never seen a woman problem. I got a 31 <laughs> on my right. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. also my character arc. He loses all his powers. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's go inside. And he uh, slowly gets up. Uh, it doesn't look like he's doing it because necessarily that he's old and his joints hurt. He actually gets up with great ease. It's just he's very efficient. It's actually kind of alarming for those who are watching. I think it's beautiful. Uh, as you all get close, he opens the door. And as he opens the door in the distance, you hear a horn. And, it's uh, Gillespie. No, it's a battle horn. A Malthoon battle horn. And just oh, as that happens, it's a, a small dwarf woman carrying a crossbow, two crossbows, steps out of the doorway that was open. And she looks at you all. You want to kill some all duties? Who the fuck are you? What? We'll come back next time, bad company. We're about to turn this church into a charnel house. Fire. I don't think oh, we God. can take take them. I don't know. Oh, you can, I have 120 feet. You put me on a battlement. We can take them. Remember, everybody. My mother. Acab, motherfucker. <laughs> Do I like her? I'm so happy Tug Nabeen is back. Uh, meanwhile, in the present.
but not not exactly the present. It's more like uh, two days before. It's evening time, and uh, Gina finds herself in the back of a, a candle store. It's almost like where just the little room where they keep the barrels for melting the wax and everything and a ramshackled together bed made primarily of old uh, like potato sacks and stuff uh, is built in the corner. Uh, it, it looks like it's stuffed well enough where it, it would work, but obviously this isn't a permanent uh, situation for wherever whoever Gina is with. Look, at this point, I figure I can trust you. No one in the places I frequent this, in this city knows who the fuck you are. Only one person said that the name rang a bell, but he thought that you were long dead. I told you! You could have trusted me from the beginning! I went through all this trouble to come back! I could have stayed with my friends, traveling the countryside, getting up to all kinds of shenanigans! Look, I'm not about to trust someone off the bat. I've been around Galarian enough to trust everyone just about as far as I can throw them. But, you know, since you're even shorter than I am, it means that I'm not very far. You know, I haven't spent most time with you, but you seem a lot like a Sagittarius. You know, someone who can never be serious, you always gotta make a joke. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not a salutatorian or anything like that. Is this why you came to visit me? Will you tell me about my moon sign? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Genix kind of like puts her fingers on the bridge of her nose, like pinching it. It's obviously starting to get annoyed. Okay, so I definitely trust you. You are too stupid to be working for this Richard fella. But the Richard Kuklinski? How the hell do you know Richard? I don't really know. Look, I've heard some rumors about him on the road. He kills a lot of people. Like, a lot of people. Like, more than me. And I've killed a lot of people. Y yeah, you, you look like you're, uh, quite the sharpshooter. Me and Meatwad used to shoot tin cans off the back fence at the orphanage. We got really good at it. She's <laughs> 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 just kind of like, looks at her. Okay. <laughs> they walk at the orphanage with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> okay, look, after this, I'm gonna need you to come to my townhouse in the city. I'm gonna read your palm, we're gonna look at some tea leaves, and I wanna know exactly about your birth so that we can chart some stars because you have some fascinating spiritual energy. But before we do that, let's get this settled. Like I said, I trust you're not working with this Kuklinski fella, and you said you know how to shoot people. Um, so I don't really like tea. Can I have milk instead? I I don't give a fuck. I, Tony's there's, got there's no There's no milk. The supply chain has, has decimated <laughs> milk supply. <laughs> Look, Tony's got some milk for his bacon or whatever, but there's not much because of the supply chain issues. It does... Do you just get... I'm offering you a job. Oh, okay, sure. Who do I need to kill? We'll talk about it. You've seen the sky falling, right? I can shoot a needle in a haystack from 80 feet away. I've got the eyes of a mole. Of course, I've seen the sky falling. Fair enough, kid. Well, th that's happening, and this Kuklinski fella's encroaching on the Pendleton family business. The city's falling apart, literally and, you know, spiritually, physically, you know. And, and I want to fix it. At well, you know, at least get it back to the way it was. That's, that's a lot to put on one dwarf with a crossbow. It, look, just because no one seems to know who you are in this city, I still got a feeling that you've got some connections. Tugnabina kind of sighs and bops her head back and forth. Well, you know, I traveled with this group of folks a while ago. We clowned around quite a bit for a while. I kind of have an idea about their whereabouts still, I think. You, you got a way out of the city? Gina kind of looks at Tugnabina and is like, Okay, come on, let's, let's go get you that milk, you weird little gremlin thing. We'll, we'll hammer all this out and we'll get moving in the next couple of days. It's the night after uh, Teresia was reintroduced to Eleanor and Cyrix and Laura were reintroduced to Truxton and you all find, find it in the end of stay at probably the same one 
uh, the bartenders watching the Celtics game again. The is that guy uh, reading Breitbart? I mean, Breitbart? Uh, no, he's got a. He keeps yelling at the bartender to switch to One Dwarf News. <laughs> but you all uh, have a couple uh, busy days ahead of you, so most of you turn in early. Gnome Charlie shows up, I guess, because I don't know if he's been around, but he's there as well. Uh, and you all kind of fall asleep. Uh, Teresia, you sleep well, maybe on and off. Maybe you don't sleep super well. I mean, you've had a a jarring day, I would assume. Maybe you uh, stay up <clears throat> kind of worrying about Eleanor, or maybe you have nightmares otherwise. Well, it's definitely been a soul-jarring day. Uh, Laura, you're finding it kind of hard to sleep as well. Uh, for some reason, being back in New Tollersburg, there was a certain smokiness to the air that helped you sleep, but you're not getting that mm. here. It's true. Everything just kind of tastes like stale air and dwarf. Uh, and, and you're not getting a contact high to put you to sleep. What? <laughs> contact Your daughter's high. an addict. Wouldn't that be implied that I'm somehow coming in contact with some kind of substance? It always smells like sconce in my daughter's house. I just figured it's because she's a druid. Cyrix, Penny, Charlie. You don't have trouble sleeping at all. You fall asleep pretty quick, and you all have the same approximation of the same dream. Penny and Cyrix, it's kind of blurry. Uh, you see a vast black, black space uh, with a faded like red circular object in the background. Uh, and then somewhere <clears throat> in that black space, you see a little dot of green floating around and then you hear very muffled follow your instinct and then the green dot disappears and replacing it is a silver gray kind of thing object still i mean it's very muffled you can't tell what it is uh but it's not like as round uh and then that disappears as well and you see a blue object about as big as the red one before and then appears the silver fades out and turns back into green charlie you have the same dream except it is much clearer for some reason you see what looks like nothing but the night sky like when you're away from like cities you know how you can see the stars and stuff when you're in the wilderness? It's that, except everywhere. Uh, if you were to change your vantage point, turn around, that's all there is. The only thing <clears throat> of any significance whatsoever is you can tell there is a red planet, probably millions of miles away, but it's the largest thing in the sky. And in front of that planet, you see the weakened helpless body of Groker. He looks at you and he says Charlie follow your instincts. I need you to keep pushing. Keep going. I need you. And then he falls <clears throat> his eyes shut slowly as he's just kind of floating. Uh, he essentially suffocates and you can see just, like, the color drain from his body. And then he begins to shrink. And as he shrinks, he's changing form. And he's not Groger now. But you still recognize him. What was once where Groger's body was, now floating through the vastness of space, is only something that looks exactly like the sword you keep at your hilt. And then the scene changes. Instead of a red planet this time, you see a blue planet in the distance. And the sword pops up out of nowhere and then begins to grow and turn green. And it's Grover again. I don't have much time. And that's the end of our broadcast week.
This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo. Thank you.